0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the clubhouse. This is a big uh, milestone for us here. Episode 50, the Mike Singletary, Mike Vrabel, and David Robinson episode, The Admiral. So, really, really good episode. Uh, really good episode for you guys. We've got uh, first quarter AFC and NFC Championship recap, second quarter, little MLB discussion for you there about the cheating. Some Hall of Fame voting. Third quarter, we're gonna be talking about talking about. Excuse me. Talking about talking about uh, NBA All Star voting, and in the fourth quarter, we're gonna be doing our Hail Mary hot takes. We are brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network, home of the Pick and Roll Report, and this podcast as well. Cheap Seats, Superior Sports. <clears throat> First thing we got to do, gentlemen, as always, is introduce my man, Big Dill. Dill, how are ya? Half a century. Yeah. Worth of pods. It's a big five oh.
1: It's been uh it's been a nice little climb up to this, you know, point so far. So
0: excited to get this one going. Seeing what we have uh, in the future. We're hitting our groove, there's there's no doubt. Yeah. Doge, speaking of groove, how's the groove up there in Cleveland?
2: The groove is good.
0: Uh, we are chilling
2: up here and quite literally chilling uh it's like a high of 26 today so it's dropped down into the teens for the evening a uh, little a little bit of lake effects. got some snow over the weekend but we are ready to go ready to warm it up
0: so sure warm it up for us while well, you got it then uh like we got to always warm it up so warm it up here doge what do you got
2: absolutely uh ended the last pod talking about them gonna start this pod talking about them bruisey oh. adornment my favorite team
0: across the pond, over in Germany. Oh yeah. Uh, just signed on our our newest star, Erling Haaland. Yeah. Talking about last week, uh, the homie
2: gets his first uh, minutes in the Bundesliga match, and was the quickest uh, hat trick on a debut for any Bundesliga player ever. Wow. Scores three scores three goals, brings us back from being down one three to winning five three. Uh, coming in in a big way, so excited to see what he has in store for us. But uh, welcome to the league, lad. So exciting to see my boys making some moves in the second half of the season here.
0: Yeah, that's a huge signing, like big player. I know a lot of clubs are after him, so nice to see you guys grabbing him. If you listen quietly, Dosh, I'm not sure if you can hear it. We can hear them down here in Cincinnati. But Boston is still chanting, B. L A B B-L-A, B-L-A. Let's go, baby. Celtics gave the Lakers a B-E-A-T-B down. Wasn't even close. LeBron didn't even want to play in the fourth, but they brought him back in anyway. 139-107. to Jalen Brown, mama, there goes that man. With a humongous monster jam over LeBron James. Such an awesome game if you're a Celtics fan. I'm sure it was not an awesome game if you're a Lakers fan. But uh, really nice to see everyone playing in that game healthy. Uh, I know Davis and Jalen Brown are both coming off of injuries, so you know maybe not 100%. But everyone was def- definitely you know playing in this game, which was nice to see. No one sitting out, no excuses. So big win for the Celtics. Uh, excited to see what they got coming here. Hopefully they can springboard this into some more wins. Big deal. Warm it up for us. What do you got? Alright, <clears throat> so,
1: somebody that's in the rumor mill. I know you're all about the rumor mill, Steve. I'm all about the rumor mill. Derek Rose. Yeah. Ah, last nine games, all 20-point games. He's been on a tear. So, he's, <laughs> uh, you know, just shout out to D. Rose. Uh, it's good to see him playing, playing well. Potentially moving to a team that's a contender, so that'll be sweet. That's one so nice. to- I mean, right now it's saying the Lakers, 76ers, yep. and a couple other teams. So I don't know if you have any more info on it. But no,
0: those are the two I've heard. Those are the, the rumors I've been hearing. So, let's see. Exciting oh, stuff.
1: Oh, this is something else. Yeah. If he gets to his 10th game of 20 points in a row, yes. he will achieve 11,000 points for his career.
0: Wow! Because he's hitting 20 away. So, So, he just needs to get 20 points? Yeah. But if he does it this next game, he'll do it. Yeah. So potentially next game, Derek Rose will be getting That's what I'm saying. Like if he right. does it if he does the tenth <clears throat> That's There's, a lot of points. I mean it's twenty points. That's like oh, you know. It's a lot of points. So MVP Derrick Rose. Just bringing it back, you know. He's gonna be in the skills challenge. The All Star weekend. So I love it. Yeah, I mean it's in Chicago. Why not? Bring the man home. Get oh. him in the dunk contest. Let's do it they're already going to bring old man Dwight Howard there, why not just bring turn the clock back all the way? Get Vince in there, D. Rose. Who's another old guy that likes to dunk? Blake? No, he's hurt. He already got surgery. He can't do it. Uh, like JaVale McGee, maybe? He's an old <laughs> dunk contest guy. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. First quarter, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to recap the AFC and NFC Championship Games. first one we're going to start with here. The Tennessee Titans going into Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Dylan, I'll throw it back to you. What do you got here for this game?
1: So, I told you at the 11-minute mark, because we never really discussed it pregame, I guess, but kind of what we thought the game was going to go like. Right. I thought the Titans were going to be able to hang in there a little bit longer into the second half, actually, sometime in the third quarter. I thought it would kind of change momentum to the Chiefs. I thought it was something that could potentially be, you know, a last drive situation, just the way the Titans have played. They've been able to, you know, rack the yards up um, rushing-wise and just really hold on to the ball. And we've seen that Mahomes can score in whatever time he has, so it doesn't really matter there. Right. Which, you know, would lead down to a last drive potentially. So, um, you know, with that Mindset going in, it was really interesting to see the Chiefs just you know kind of stop the Titans once they got their feet in the, you know feet to the ground. <clears throat> they just never stopped. Right, and it was really sweet to watch. Um, Mahomes is just a beast. He's so fun to watch. He's incredible. If, if you, I mean, like I don't know with our with our listeners who all has access to watch these games that we've seen him play in got to take some time to watch But it, the playoff know. games and now the Super Bowl, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl, you can find a way to watch it. So, I don't know. I mean, the San Francisco, I mean, we'll talk about that matchup. But as far as, uh, you know, Mahomes, he's so fun to
0: watch. I mean, that's all it comes down to. And he's great at what he does. I mean, he's a legend already. You know what I mean? Like, second year starting. He already looks like he could be one of the best players of all time. Which is, like, such a weird thing to say. If he didn't get that little weird patellar injury... Right. He could be, honestly... Could have been the MVP, right. Right I mean, that run was unbelievable.
1: Against the sidelines, he just tiptoed and then scored. Well, then,
0: at the beginning, he does a little fake, like, ah, I think I'm going to throw it, nope, I'm going to shimmy. Right. And then he doesn't go out of bounds, then he does a spin, nobody wants to hit him because, you know, you don't want to get the flag. Right. But there's a touchdown. He showed his agility the finesse against the sidelines and then the power to be able to
1: score against and what ended up being I think two or three defense. Right. So
0: I mean just real quick and then we'll get to Doge here. Patrick Mahomes looks unbeatable. I don't know how you're gonna you're gonna stop him. Good luck 49ers. I just want to say I am absolutely shocked. Could not have been more shocked that after calling out Tractor Cito, Derek Henry <laughs> and saying that he is easy to tackle, that he actually ended up being easy to tackle and was held to 69 yards. Like, that was absolutely ridiculous. So, good on the Chiefs defense for uh, tackling him and holding him to, you know, an actual normal game, pedestrian game, which was not the case for some of the other really good defenses in the league, you know.
1: Yeah, that's definitely eye-opening when you see Earl Thomas and the Ravens talk about it the way they did, and then the Titans obviously went in there and showed us what happened. You know what I mean? And right. We know what happened there. So with people talking previously and the Titans just kind of rolling in, in and then over them, having a team talk about it beforehand and then back it up was you know, pretty cool.
0: Right. Doge, what do you think about the Chiefs calling out Derrick Henry and holding it up? And then what do you think about this game at Mahomes? I was definitely surprised uh, with the Chiefs. Uh, abilities to hold that back. You know, they, they had like the twenty sixth or twenty seventh ranked overall defense this year. Right. And it was it was very impressive to see them actually, you know, stick to their guns and hold their own. You know, hold back Henry and make Tannehill beat
2: you, which obviously the Titans just weren't able to do. And uh, you know, it was it was impressive to see them actually pull it off. I, I didn't think it was going to be the case. I still thought that the Chiefs would probably win this game, but I thought Derrick Henry was going to have himself a game, and it really wasn't the case. So I was really impressed with the, with the Chiefs' defense and the effort that they put forward. Um, just overall, uh, Mahomes absolutely incredible. Uh, just played out of mind that run that you guys were talking about down the sideline was just you know, just awesome. It was it was really well done. You know, like you were saying, looks the defenders off. You have to respect that throw because he. You don't, have to that by if you don't. Then he can burn you on the on the run, and then for a right-handed quarterback to be rolling out left, if he did, I mean that's something you really don't see right ever. So I was it was impressive for him to get advanced on on that play. That was really when the momentum turned around. I thought uh, early on in the game.
0: I agree. Uh,
1: I mean, to, I think something. Ahead. No, I was just. Saying, I think that something that we saw though is that the Chiefs have almost just as many playmakers on defense as they do on offense. I mean, you have five or six guys who are, you know, clutch defenders who are either in the backfield or are around every single throw or around every single tackle or make the big plays. You know what I mean? Um, obviously maybe not as explosive where big names as, you know, Mahomes, Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, what's becoming Damian uh, Williams as well. Um, but I don't know. Sure. So
0: they're starting to round up, You know, obviously. I don't know. I definitely think – I don't know. I'm. And Doge needs to talk, so I'm letting Doge go. Doge, speak, and then I'll give an opinion on Dill's take here. But I want to hear what you have to say about the first bit first.
2: Just as far as the, the defense having a bunch of playmakers?
0: I just didn't like – are you – I don't know. I didn't know if you were finished speaking. It didn't seem like you were. No,
2: I was, I was just going to go on a little bit further. If we want to talk about their defense a little bit more, we can do that I'm all in.
0: No, I wanted to hear what you had to say first, like originally.
2: <laughs> I was just going to, I mean, my last little bit about the Chiefs, just I think Andy Reid's just an incredible coach. He's an elite coach. I think he's the best coach ever to have not won a Super Bowl yet and to get that opportunity with an incredible team. I think it's going to be something
0: real special to watch. Not Marvin? <laughs> Don't even do that to me, dude. I hate it. Jason Garrett, maybe? Um, Clapper? Clapper? No chance. Um, Yeah, all in all, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, let's go. So, exciting. They have a great opponent, a great task. So, we all think Patrick Mahomes might be unbeatable, but the only team that could potentially do it is the 49ers, who beat the Packers at home in the NFC Championship – uh, Doge, I'll let you go first here. What are your thoughts on this game, um, Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy G uh, in that defense?
2: Yeah, I mean, my first instinct from, or even just reaction, I guess, from watching that game was that it just seemed like Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have the fire. Yep. You know, he, he wasn't heated up. You know, you, you made it a game at the end to where it seemed like it was feasible that you could have mounted some sort of comeback, and it just wasn't there. There was the snap that he mishandled uh, early on in the game, and he's the only one on the Packers' side that knows where the ball is, and he's not going for it. Right. I mean, that's that's something that completely turns the game around. You've got to get that ball. It's the playoffs. You're going to the Super Bowl. If you win this game, you got to put your body on the line and recover that fumble. And he just stood there and watched it. Uh, so that was that was
0: brutal, uh, especially if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan. Right. Uh, It's it's for the other
2: side, because I'm done talking about the Packers. I think it's insane that Jimmy Garoppolo only threw eight passes the entire game and for them to walk away with that win.
0: Right, what is it, 77 yards or something like that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude. Raheem Mostert in the run game that's played out of his mind. It was the second most run yards in any playoff game behind only Eric Dickerson.
0: Oh. Uh, This is his seventh team that he's played on in his career. Mm Uh, in like four years, and I mean, he's yeah finally found
2: a system that I think works for him.
0: Fourth this season, if I'm not mistaken. That's insane. It's just absolutely wild to get tossed around
2: like that, and then have a the game in such a you know important matchup to, to go off the way he did was incredible. And just uh, a final shout out just to the 49ers for
0: uh, Katie Sowers, yeah, uh, 49ers offensive assistant being the first woman to ever coach in a Super Bowl. So congrats on getting that
2: dub and, uh, and really out-scheming the Packers there and moving on to to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Really impressive showing by the 49ers.
0: Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Um. So first thing I want to comment on, Aaron Rodgers, to quote Cam Newton, made a business decision not going for that fumble. Uh, like Cam said, when he didn't go for that fumble in the Super Bowl. Um, but I never really thought this was going to be much of a game because the 49ers are so good and their defensive line is so active and they can just constantly rush, you know, three or four guys and then just put a bunch of corners back there and clog up all the lanes. Um, especially when you have guys like Richard Sherman, who's ridiculous out there, you know, even though he thinks everybody's talking smack about him. So don't worry, Richard clubhouse podcast has your back. We know you're the best corner in the league. Uh, you know, one of the best corners of all time, if not the best corner of all time. So if you're looking for a podcast to come on and, you know, be nice, we, we've got you, Rich. The sermonator. Yep. The man, the myth, the legend. Shut down corner. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Or anyone tell you otherwise. I guess he might tell you otherwise. Who knows? Um, either way, I have a hot take about old Raji later. So save that for your back pocket, folks. Kind of going off of what you said, Doge, with the old fire, so a little teaser for you there. Um, But, yeah, just wild that they didn't have to use their quarterback at all in this game. Like, kind of goes to show that the Packers really weren't such a great team, and I don't know if they really played the best competition to get, you know, where they were. The Seahawks beat a pretty beat-up Eagles team and weren't really looking so hot, and then the Packers beat them at home, but the Seahawks almost came back and won that game at the end, if it weren't for, you know, a punt or, you know, the NFL TV line messing everybody up on Twitter or vice versa. um, You know, I just think that the 49ers, excuse me, Seahawks, uh, they probably were the better team. But I think the 49ers were definitely uh, the better team and they deserved to go to the championship. So pretty cool to see here um, with both of these teams. It's going to be a good game. So I think uh, I saw – the uh, Caesars opened up with the closest line uh, for any Super Bowl, you know, matchup with uh, Niners or, excuse me, Chiefs minus two. So um, <clears throat> if that stays, that'll be the closest Super Bowl line that we've ever had. So looking, looking for that. But also looking for some more points maybe. We'll see. Dill, what do you think about this game here, Packers versus Niners? So they played earlier in the season –
1: Uh, the regular season and not too long ago actually towards the end of the regular season and the 49ers I think it was 37 to 8 they ended up beating them Um, the Packers didn't look like they could do anything they wanted to Um, I think the same thing happened here in this week like they just didn't ever really get rolling Um, they couldn't get them stopped on third downs they couldn't get them to third down they couldn't get them off the field. And the next thing you know, they're have a huge deficit and the 49ers just kept running the ball. Um, Garoppolo didn't have to do anything really, you know, eight, eight decisions throwing the ball. So I don't know how many pass plays they actually had. there might've been some, you know, where it gets sacked or something like that. But as far as like actual passing attempts, like, you know, he only had eight decisions to have. So, um, Dude, he had a low, Q, low QBR of
0: 104. Like, he didn't even do anything. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, just I, mean, that's, I, I mean, think you're just like drilling 70, your bits, right?
1: seventy-five percent for eighty yards or something, eighty something yards. So seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like the take on the on the Bill Simmons podcast where.
0: Bill said you shouldn't be able to have a QBR higher than the number of yards that you threw. So well, if he had 77 passing yards, you should cap it out at 77. You shouldn't be able to get higher than that. That's I hilarious. That's yeah. I like that. I think we should we should install that as well. Implement it. I agree. Either way.
2: <laughs> Drop it in there. Just, yeah.
0: just sprinkle it on.
1: Just give it a little...
0: Yeah. All right. Deal anymore? Um.
1: No, I mean I. I'm glad that the 49ers won. I mean, they're they're the better team. Yeah, I did not want so, the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. Jeez. Yeah, I. I don't think that they were, were good all year. I mean, they their record was much better than was uh much better than what they actually were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they should have been maybe like they played like a nine and seven team. Or like a ten and sixteen, maybe. They just,
0: yeah, like they didn't
1: play like a team that had thirteen wins or three losses. No. Or however you want to look at it. Like,
0: they played like they had a rookie head coach, too.
1: You know what
2: I mean? Yeah. I also think their regular season record was kind of deceiving on how they actually played. There were a lot of really close games that they got away with, especially yes. against
0: teams well, like the Redskins. That's so, kind of what I'm saying. There, we're all we're all kind of saying they're a little fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: What a fraud! What a crock! A fake thirteen and three. Kind of like what the Chargers that one year when they were fourteen and two. Yeah, last year. Fake fourteen and two, I think, or I
0: don't know. Chargers were fourteen and two last year. No, but they were. Back, that was back with LT. They were like eleven and four last year. Yeah. They were good though. But, uh,
1: whatever. Eleven. Right. Another receiving from Anyway, you're the right. Forty Niners will make it a better game against the Chiefs, certainly. But I don't know. I'm curious to see if this is like the Falcons, like you know, one and done type year. But they're built differently, so. Sheesh, Shanahan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's you know one it's, and
1: done. Yeah, the thing—it's in the back of your mind. Like, you think he like, proved he
0: can run the ball or likes to run the ball there in that game. Jeez. He
1: didn't I mean, do it enough. I guess. I bet he wishes he would have proven it more. What? Against the Patriots.
0: Oh, I'm saying like I guess like I'm saying like that's like yeah in that game that's what I'm saying like people are always like oh he doesn't like they run the ball it's like they have what four rushing touchdowns in this game yeah
1: eight yeah right I mean
0: like what are we talking about like
1: that's what I'm saying like obviously to running the ball
0: um put that narrative to bed yeah I'm excited for this game (laughs) yeah we got to preview it next week though we can't we can't. You know, we we gotta can't wait. get ahead
1: of ourselves, right? We gotta wait. We Pro still Bowl. got the
0: Pro Bowl. Yeah.
1: What are we talking about? Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about it. Either. It's like dodgeball and shit. Now it's really weird.
1: Yeah, like it looks like wipeout meets.
0: I was literally just about to
1: say it's like I couldn't think of what this show was called. Dude, so I
0: swear to God, <laughs> I tuned into it last year because I was like, you know what, TH, let's be. Dude, diligent, you know, reporter here. Let's check in on all the sports. And I saw defensive linemen trying to throw footballs at targets. And It was like everybody adding up their points. Like, and then, and I just, dude. You
1: yeah, know, it was a celebrity wipeout. Missed me with show.
0: that. Miss me with that. Now, I don't know. Some of it could be cool, but I'll pass. Give me the game. I think I think the best part about it. I think I was it, watching the skills challenge. Probably not the whole game. The best thing about it
1: has to be, like, being able to see the players with that helmet on and, like, see their personalities. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when they do, like, the, the mic'd up stuff. Right. And it's not like the game mic'd up. JJ uh, Watt, let's go! Let's go! That was like, horrible. Or, or Kittle. That or, couldn't have been worse. Or Kittle where it's like, oh, it's National Titan Day, you know? like, And then he keeps, like, just, like, getting catchy. He's like,
0: oh, yeah, one more for Titan Day, like, you know?
1: And it's just like... Oh. Those types of things, like I much prefer that over. Let's go! Right, but Let's it's, it's the point of like repetition. Like they literally only say one thing. But like when you're mic'd up on those things, like it's pretty funny because they're be like, "Oh man, like I'm actually a little bit winded after this." Like you know, what I mean, like I shouldn't be winded after this, but team team took an early break. You know what I mean? Like they didn't make the playoffs this year, and like just kind of throw jokes at themselves, and that'd be funny. That's the best part. Right is like when they have those interviews. And, right. Like,
0: you know, just after a competition or something. It'll be exciting to see if uh, old Tim Brady goes to the Pro Bowl.
1: Yeah, Tom's older brother.
0: Yeah, well, because Tom doesn't like to go. Yeah, well, Tim, right. goes,
1: Tim goes for him. Do you think he there's
0: would? So many, yeah, there's
2: so many replacements in this game anyway, he might just get the call.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, TB11. I'm sure A.J. Green will get the invite if you wait long enough. T V eleven. That'll be the only
2: game you'll play in
0: all year. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Keep <laughs> his pro. Keep he pro just just bowl streak up. Just the...
1: Hey, you said you're back, right? do not you go play in that pro bowl? Yeah? Oh,
0: Does I swear to God, if he, if we let him walk away, I... Uh... he just wants
2: long. Oh, hold on. He just wants.
1: <laughs> he wants a
2: long-term deal for big-time money, and he's going to be 32 when we give him that contract. And I'm out. <sighs> trade him this year if somebody wants him for a year.
0: You can. He's, he's a free agent. Right now.
2: Right now, we have. I don't know about that. Well, maybe he's restricted. Then he wants big-time money.
0: I know he definitely wants big-time money, but. I'm just saying we blew our chance this past season to trade him if we were going to. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm like, if we don't sign him, then what the hell are we doing?
2: <clears throat> then hit him with a sign-in trade. I thought he still had...
0: Like, we got to just tell him to suck it up and hit him with that franchise tag, dude. That's what we have to do. I mean, if we didn't like him not playing when he was injured, then he's not going to play when he's healthy if we franchise tag him. He's just going to leave bellows and go play at LA Fitness. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's still good money for the old man.
1: Yeah. but well, Maybe he'd want to play with Burrow.
0: That's what I'm saying. You know, like, no, but he fucks with Andy Dalton
1: hard. They're boys. I think Burrow and him could be boys, too.
0: I'm sure they could be. I don't know. You yeah. never know. Hey, both SEC guys. you know. Hey. I don't um. know if the Vets will buy into Burrow right
2: away. He's got, a, he's got a little bit of cockiness to him, stepping into the league. I like Burrow, don't get me wrong. Oh, no doubt. I don't think he'll be received super well right
0: out the gate. I think he'll have to earn it. Kind of, I, I agree. Kind of certainly, I certainly think he'll have to earn it. I just think he's going to sling the rock and he's going to earn it. But I'm also being optimistic. Why would I not be? Either way, we're on a tangent that we should not be talking about because we need to be talking about the Super Bowl winning teams, not the team that won a game. Um big game. Big game, big game. It was a big game though damn right. Second quarter, ladies and gentlemen. Houston, we have a problem. It's a cheating problem. What are your thoughts on the new information that players were wearing bandages or these devices that would vibrate letting them know when breaking balls or pitches were coming? Um, I'll go first here. So, recently listened to Trevor Bauer, Reds pitcher, Mm. on Pardon My Take. Mm. He talked about this topic specifically. He said that he's heard from three separate sources, um, all from different teams and different positions, that the Astros and other teams had similar devices uh, like this. So, I think it's, you know, just really unfortunate You know, it kind of goes past the laws of the fair game. I know there's sign stealing and, you know, plenty of ball manipulation and other things in baseball, but um, knowing what pitch is going to come is seriously a lot of information that you can use to hit a bunch of dingers, which I can prove to you in the statistics here in the 2017 Yankees versus Astros series. So the Astros at home batted an average of. Two thirty-eight went twenty-nine for one twenty-two with four homers and twenty strikeouts. The Astros on the road averaged one twenty, so half as much basically. Averaged eleven or eleven for ninety-two. So there's what that's what they had. No homers, twenty-five strikeouts, and the Yankees outscored the Astros seventeen to five in Yankee Stadium, and Houston had fifteen to four runs there scored in Minute Maid Park so huge advantage when they're playing at home which is when they were you know said to be using these sensors so that on top of the video of Altuve you know covering up the jersey doesn't look great so I don't know it doesn't look good for the Astros I certainly would like for them to look into it more but they already kind of did look into it so you know I don't know we should maybe take the commissioner's word for it but that's a lot of evidence against them um, and I'm not sure if that's just, you know, stealing signs. So, Doge, what do you think? Do you think the, the buzzers are real? Do you think that the advantage is just from sign stealing? What are your thoughts?
2: I think the buzzers could be real. Don't get me wrong at all here. But I just want to see some physical evidence of that being the case.
0: You know, there's... Right. When it, when it was brought up and, and released out, it came first in a tweet, and obviously other players came out afterwards. Right. The first tweet was from a burner account
2: claiming to be Beltran's niece, which wasn't
0: Right. Fake.
2: Beat. That's um, just dumb. Yeah. And, you know, obviously other people are coming out and backing it up afterwards. There could be some legitimacy to it, but I just want to see it. Like, there, there has to be some way that someone knows or someone could speak out. I don't know. I don't know. But... It would it would be nice to know for sure. Um, obviously, there's been there's been you know discipline on the science stealing already. There was already cheating involved. If you're already in deep with cheating, like to cheat a different way is not completely out of the realm of possibility by any means. Um, but you just hate to see it, man. It takes you know that's that's the beauty of baseball that when there's a guy up at bat, it's it's one on one. And if you already get a peek into what the guy's giving you, that's just an incredible advantage. So I mean, to to know what pitch is coming your way, it just takes the beauty out of baseball. You know, people are already so out on it because of how slow it is. But if you, if people just keep finding new ways to cheat this sport, and it sucks.
0: Especially too when you have like these specialized pitchers that only throw a couple pitches. It's like, oh, right. this guy's got two fastballs and a curve. It's like, oh well if I get the vibrate on the one pitch that I know is not gonna be fast, I'm gonna sit on it and send it out of the goddamn park. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's just beat all around. Yeah, like I mean when we were when I was always watching Chapman, especially when he was at the Reds, but even afterwards when he moved on, like it the guy had two pitches. Yeah. He'd right. You heat, or he throw you a slider. And if you knew that slider was coming, you're never thinking of even picking the bat up off your shoulder.
2: Right. But that spun dudes around in the dirt like a corkscrew when he would actually throw it at him. So, like, that's, like, the only trick and the only, you know, play that some of these pitchers have. And you know, right. If that's, their, if that's their bread and butter and you're taking that away from them, you know, that's that's ruining the stats and the legitimacy of their career, too, because you're finding a way around, you know, the beauty of the game. I just
0: hate it hate to see it. I totally agree. Still, as a pitcher, what are your thoughts uh, on vibrating patches? And do you think this was real? Okay. And <laughs> how much of an advantage would that be against you or so for this, you? So this is like the
1: escalation that I found out about what happened. I found out that A.J. Hinch and the other guy were released, essentially, right? Fired. After they, an hour after they were suspended. Right. For a year. I was like, a year? That's strange. Like, why wouldn't, like, what are the Astros going to do? Just, like, sit around and,
0: like. Right. Have someone else. Like, an interim coach
1: for a year? Like, it's just, you got to move on at that point. It's like, you just, you got to move on.
0: Right.
1: So, I thought that was strange. And then they came out and fired him. Yep. And then we figured out, okay, there's some sort of, like, trash can or yeah. something involved. And something I like I, I don't know this for sure, but I almost a hundred percent feel like I can recall a situation when we're watching the playoffs and I literally heard like the banging of the trash can and I'm like, why does it sound like a dump like a you trash can, can dumpster?
0: You can hear it. Like it, oh, it sounds
1: yeah. like <clears throat> and you know what made me realize it today is today I saw one of those like front loading like large garbage, uh, large, large garbage can, uh, like where it picks it up and throws it into the back of the truck, Right. like the big dumpsters, big right. boys. Like the big, where it's just clunking metal.
0: Right. I
1: was like, cause I remember it sounding like that. Um, I feel like at some point, which makes sense. Okay. Right. Like I can, because I remember it's so strange and like you're in a situation like a baseball stadium,
0: like what's going to make that noise? Right. Like, like who's got who's in the stadium with a trash can lid banging that you know, like that? You can hear drums at like the Braves or
1: Indians games, or there might be other teams with like drum lines or something. Maybe I mean I don't know, but like or like the Rays have a cowbell. Um, thanks, Des. And uh, I mean there are different things. Whereas like this is just like some banging clanking metal, right? So anyway, right. I felt like <clears throat> when I found out about them banging a trash can to indicate pitches, I was like, okay, like, there's still a lot involved here, okay? Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, the same thing, like, when people talk about, like, how steroids giving you an advantage. Yes, they do, absolutely, with your strength, but you still have to be able to have the hand-eye coordination, the physical ability to go out there and swing the bat and coordinate
0: yourself to hit the bat on, on the ball, right? There are other things involved. Yeah, I can take as many steroids <coughs> as I want. I'm never going to be able to hit a baseball, so, right. So, you know like, I mean, like, I you just could, I don't have the
1: eyeballs You can it. know what kind of pitches are coming, but you still have to hit it. So, I was like, okay, that's not, like, I don't know what's going on with the trash can thing. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. But, like, right. if you're tipping pitches based off of banging a trash can so people can hear it, like, okay. So, then I figured out <clears throat> that it's actually, there's a camera yep. that is being mm-hmm. fed in from center field directly to the clubhouse portion. Well, not not even the clubhouse. It's directly between the clubhouse and the dugout, and it's right as you exit the dugout. Yeah. There's a guy who would sit there with a large screen monitor, like I'm talking a 32- or 40-inch TV, and a laptop, and the trash can. next to the trash can, he had a metal bat. So what they would do is they would get the live feed coming in onto the screen, Hit the bat or on the on the trash can. And then this is the part that I find messed up. Because I this is where it starts getting different for me. Like right. where I'm like, okay, like whatever, like, okay, like being kind of JD but whatever. Like they got caught, they got reprimanded. You know what I mean? It's whatever. Like, right. move on. Right. But then this is the part where it's like, okay. At some point, <clears throat> it's not only what pitch, okay, but it's like, okay. It's everything off speed, you're getting the bang. Yeah. Okay? So when you know that it's not a fastball, you know as all of these athletes are skilled enough to be able to
0: hit baseballs for days, right? Well, quick 32 on top of, like, them saying, like, you know, like Trevor Bauer also mentioned this. The Astros have, like, one of the best, like, statistics and, like, analytics teams and, like, preparation similar and scouting. So, like, they also have the most Rockets. information as well. Right. And they're probably the most prepared. And then them having the extra bit of information makes them deadly and a World Series champion. You know, so continue on. I just uh, wanted to mention that as well.
1: No, right. And, I mean, similar to the the Rockets. I mean, they're all about the analytics. And, like, they're an analytics team. Right. Um, you know, so Houston's all about the analytics. Right. Houston. I don't know about the Texans so much because Bill O'Brien he doesn't a, seem like a <laughs> man like. Anyway, go. so actually I think he is now that I'm now that I'm thinking about no it. Way. I almost want to talk, dude. We're gonna have to look into this. Stats team will have I'll to get pull into it up this. right now. See, yeah, just like any references of Bill O'Brien being a stats right. guy.
0: Keep so going, though.
1: all right, back to the Astros team. So when you're that batter, the way that those batters were able to affect the uh, at bats because they knew what pitch was coming. So think about it this way. One of the best things about a curveball is that initially it's in the strike zone, and then it drops out of the strike zone, and you swing and miss, right? That's, that's typically what a pitcher would do. Well, when you know that it's a curveball coming, and it's a little bit lower, you know it's going to drop out of the strike zone, you don't swing anyway. You know what I mean? You, you, you're able to read these pitches better. And it was really funny because I watched a bunch of clips of this happening, and you see just how the Astros at bats, like how they, um, how they uh, actually go at their at bats. Right, I'm trying to look. What was that? What word was I looking for? Holy cow! <laughs> I cannot think of the word I was looking for. Basically, not pursue their at bats, but the approach. The their, their approach of their at bats. Okay, Jesus. there you go. I knew it had a P in it, a couple of P's. But their approach to the at-bats is ridiculous, dude. And, like, you see how they don't always hit home runs, but those timely the hits. timely hits we've all talked right. about. Right. And I know that I've talked about on this podcast before, back when Boston had their spectacular run last year, about how I was always so, like, oh, my God, they're timely with their hitting. Like, I mean, like, to the point, And then... Also, with their at bats, the way that their approach is, I, was, I always comment on how Cora has them being able to look the ball in and know exactly. Well, this is exactly why, you know, maybe not Boston, but Cora was involved
0: in the situation uh, in Houston a while back. But <clears throat> well, I mean, that's why he's a, not the Boston manager right now, right? Or right. Carlos Beltron <laughs> too, and with the Mets. So Beltron was the player who someone else got fired for it too. I thought or was getting fired. Um, and I forget who though, but Beltran uh,
1: is supposedly the one who is the pl- as a player started this whole system. Him and Korra together, yeah. yeah. So it th- it's ridiculous the way um, that they've been able to manipulate technology to to do this. And uh, there's some sort of algorithm apparently into the like computer telling them that they can sw- like telling them what to swing on and not, which is what comes in with the electric buzzers. So. Yeah, with some kind of patch. It's like an AI thing where essentially the uh, Astros are like, hey, is this a technology that you can, like, can we do this? And they're like, yeah.
0: Right. Right. I mean, I'm sure.
1: They use like, I mean, similar to like how Google knows what you're looking for without you even like knowing, right? Or like you search (laughs) for something and you're like, oh, wow. Like the way that those, the computers are able to work, like it's able to understand from the live feed, and kind of tell the. Players it could be as
0: simple display. as a guy with a button who knows the signs because he's been watching them all game, just tapping it and it just buzzes on their shoulder, like because they got five G so, connection in there and Wi Fi connected, and they test them all before right. the game. As a pitcher, one of the things I found strange is like, okay, your signs are typically
1: like, okay, you can do your signs with one of a couple ways. Like you can have like the third sign that you put down as your as your pitch or whatever. But you'd have to change it like every inning or every at-bat or something where it's like however many stri- however many strikes are on the pitcher or on the batter is like what sign we use or something. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of random. And you'd ha- always have to change that because this computer is reading it faster than what we can recognize. Right. And that's the part where it's like, dude, like we don't need that in the game. Right. Put the steroids back in and let's have some seven foot, 700-foot home runs. Let's
0: have people pitching at least we, know they're gonna, we at least know that people are hitting them. Yeah. yeah. Have them pitch 120 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So one other thing uh, Trevor Bauer mentioned is that he will not be pitching against Houston, like personally, next year. So he'll like, be trying to sit out that game. What do you think about that, uh, Doge? Like, do you think other pitchers will take this stance? Do you think that's just Trevor Bauer being Trevor Bauer and – The guy that um, he is, big analytics guy, and, you know, maybe just doesn't want to mess around with his data or whatnot. But do you think anyone else will take this stance, or what do you think of that? Especially because he's a freaking, he's a red.
2: (laughs) I think that's a silly stance to take. Um, I mean, especially after they're, they're getting cracked down on all this, like, you can't imagine that. This system's going to be in place. Like right. anything, I would w- I would want to pitch against them. Right, just, just beat them him. down.
0: Right, just, just, to just bury them. Him. Yeah, just be like this is this is what it looks like when you're not
2: cheating. Right. So I would I would want to pitch against them. So for people to boycott pitching against them, I think that would be bogus.
0: Yeah, like I guarantee, or oldest Chapman and C. C. Sabathia are not taking that stance. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm sure they can't wait to strike those guys out. I'm a hundred percent with you. I just thought that was interesting as well. So,
1: did you see the video of where Chapman, uh, yeah, Altuve gets the walk off against Chapman? Bill
0: Simmons talked about that on his pod. Did you see that, Doge? With the smirk, or right
1: hear about that? Uh. So, I think it was like the second change up Chapman threw in the series. Yeah, like he just doesn't throw it, and then he yeah. just he just sits on it and just drills it.
0: And yeah. Altuve sits on it, drills it, walk off home run, and uh chapman just sits there with a big old grin on his face like come on dude like like of you, course you knew that was coming like you guys have been reading our pitches now i absolutely know i've thrown this only one other time this whole series like and it's what game four i think is that game or i don't five know, either way no one gets them on that pitch
1: and they got him. so it's just like okay
0: isn't that the same clip where Jose Altuve's running around the corner and he's jersey? got his jersey and he's just like, "No, no, no, I'm wearing a device," I swear. It looks like he says that, and then he covers it up and like ducks. It's just like, dude, and then, that video. Whether that's what's happening is so horrible. So the excuse like, for his case, the for
1: that was that his wife was upset for him taking his shirt off on TV.
0: Yeah, I heard that because he's no, some, his agent said he is shy. Or, like, and he doesn't want his body on TV. And it's, like, dude, like... There are, like, plenty of times... Like, I, I know I've seen
1: him with only the little jersey on with no undershirt. Yeah,
0: that's, like, all he rocks.
1: Because it's, like, they just won against the Rays. Or like right. You know, or he something.
0: just took his device off. And yeah. Now he can
1: take his jersey off. Yeah, he went back to the clubhouse in the right. bottom of the ninth. Anyway, yeah. wild. We'll see what transpires as far as, kind of, who else comes out. Because it's... I don't think this is an isolated...
0: Trevor Bauer said a lot of teams are doing stuff like this. I think this has infiltrated I don't know if it's this bad for everywhere. Right. And if it is, I bet just the Astros are going to get in trouble and everyone's going to stop doing it. To what degree, you know what I mean, does this run? Someone who would never do it and someone who should have been unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame is Derek Jeter. I don't know Larry Walker personally or of his game. (coughs) I would imagine he wouldn't do this either. Because he's a Hall of Famer as well. So congratulations Derek Jeter and Larry Walker on being the only two people elected in the Baseball Hall of Fame in the 2020 class. Again, I'll mention it. Derek Jeter won vote shy of being unanimous like his teammate Mariano Rivera. Um, Do you think anyone else deserved to be in the Hall of Fame this year in this class? And do you think Jeter deserved to be unanimous? Uh, Doge, I'll go for you first. I do believe... Derek Jeter should have been unanimous. No doubt. Uh, he's, he was the captain. I mean, I I hate the Yankees.
2: But I'll remember where I was when he played his last home game in Yankee Stadium and hit the walk-off. <laughs> I was in the living room of Clubhouse. In yes, house, dude. And I was going nuts. I didn't care. It wasn't about the Yankees. dude. It was about Derek Jeter, class-act player one of the best Yankees ever put on a uniform. And that's really saying something. He's an all time great and absolutely deserved the unanimous vote in. Um, Shouts to Larry Walker as well. Uh, Last year of eligibility to be able to be voted in slugger for the Rockies. Uh, He deserved it. So I'm, I'm happy for him as well. As far as the possibility or, or, if anyone else should have been voted in this year, um, I'm content with the two. You know, I uh, I do believe Kirk Schilling uh, had, had the talent to be a Hall of Fame pitcher. I think he eventually will get in. He made a pretty big jump this year by about 10% on his ballots. Still has a couple years of eligibility. Um, two guys that just through the stats should be in the Hall of Fame, but through other scandals like so, we were just talking about and cheating, through the use of steroids and PEDs that probably won't make it in are Barry Bonds and... Uh,
1: the, and rocket. the
2: Rocket. The Rocket. Both sitting at
0: 60%. So close. Progress. Um, so, I mean, it's...
2: Those guys growing up were, were two of the best players in the whole league, if not the two best players best position player and best pitcher during that time in their era. Um, But I don't think they'll ever make it in. Uh, One guy that's notable that I think is going to start jumping up into the rankings that didn't really deserve it this year, but will in the near future, I think, is Scott Rowland. Number nine all time for third baseman and wins above replacement, the W.A.R. stat. Uh, So he's top 10 there. Guy's got eight gold gloves. I think he'll eventually make it into the Hall of Fame, but as far as if anyone else deserved it this year, I'm content with the two that made it in.
0: Sure. I uh I got to I got to say I'm going to double down with you here on Pete Rose. I think we got to we got to do oh Pete Rose. Oh my god, why did I even – I forgot to say Pete Rose. Pete Rose forever and always. I know. That's why I'm I had people. that's why I had to say that. I had to get that yeah. out there. Uh yeah, we have to get Pete Rose in, especially if the Astros are cheating like this. Uh, it's ridiculous.
2: Um, <clears throat> he was just betting as a coach on his team to win. It's not like he's blowing games. Whatever. Go ahead.
0: There's no electronic devices with Pete Rose. None. Shame. Charlie, goddamn hustle. Put him as a player. Ban him as a manager. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Just uh, get yeah. out. Just uh, uh, makes me mad. Plus cause he cursed the city. I know he did. It's like the baseball, like I don't understand the baseball. Rightfully guys. so. Yeah, they don't like, make sense. Like uh, Bonds. He's just too good not to be in. You I'm gotta sorry. I mean like Give me Kurt Schilling. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, I'm surprised he isn't in. Seventy percent? Give the man five more percent. Get him in. Come on. That's like what, too lo- lo- two more. He just keeps getting lo- I mean? stuffed at the rim. He's just going up. For a nice jam, and Dikembe Mutombo coming out of nowhere, just, no, no, no. I'm sending telling him he's him him a big home.
2: jump this year, though. He was, he was at 60
0: last year. I know, that's so a big jump. Like big 10, jump. Yeah. So he'll probably go next year, but still, let's get him in. And finally, number two is absolutely the only unanimous baseball Hall of Famer I've, I know that I've seen. I mean... Just style, class, talent, humbleness, you know, plenty of great statistics. You know, for example, 6th in hits all-time, 7th in at-bats, ninth in runs. Uh, you know, I know he's top 5, if not top 1 in almost all of the Yankee stats, which is ridiculous because they have so many championships and all-time great players. So, I don't know who... This imbecile is that thinks Derek Jeter was not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but can we just get rid of their vote right now? Like it's a waste <laughs> of time that they have one because they're probably not voting for other great people. Who is that guy he voting for? Guaranteed he guaranteed didn't vote for Kurt Schilling. Like, is this guy just the sour old guy who just? And who like, does never he vote for? He blew out his arm in college
1: and couldn't play.
0: I don't get it. He must be a Red Sox guy. That's my only. That was my only What's thought. That? Like a Red Sox reporter who just was like, "God damn, Jeter, he smoked us all the time."
1: I don't know.
2: Is it the same committee every year?
0: I think it's the same people you get to vote. Like I think if you you have to be, I think they can add people, but you have to be a yeah. sports writer and on baseball for you know so many years, and you have to. Watch, I don't. You know, you have I to don't. have so many credentials. Yeah. Like it's not just anybody. Because
2: the only guy to ever be unanimous
0: was. Last year, right. And that's why I was like, oh, Jeter, right here. Next year, this will be perfect. The two guys that probably should be because they're – Every team of theirs was a contender. When you think of a Hall of Famer, Every it's the, it's a whole damn package. You know what I mean? That's right. why T.O. had to wait. I know this is a different sport, but, you know, that's why Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame. That's why Barry Bonds is in the Hall of Fame. It's like the class along with how you play. Right. And there's no one classier than Derek Jeter. So it's just – I don't know. I'm getting heated about it, but it's absolutely stupid. Like, this guy needs to have his his job, or at least his vote for this, taken away. Like, come on, dude. It's their Jeter. He's going to review. Like, what are we doing? Like, okay. whatever they do, don't release who it is, because he'll probably get absolutely flamed on uh, Twitter. And if he lives in New York, oof, the insider good probably
1: knows who it is. They're
0: like, dude, come on, John. Yeah. he did it again. Oh, I'm sure people know who it. Is. Like if it's you're your fifth time if you're one of the writers, they probably know who like it is. Jesus,
1: because they're investigators too.
0: You know, you can do a little research. Oh yeah, a little discovery. I'm sure there's probably I'm just sure. some guy who just doesn't like Jeter. Either way, beatness all around. Yeah. Larry Walker, like I said, don't know much about him, but uh, he played exactly what his name sounds like. Just. Mm-hmm. To
1: Brute of a guy. I'm just saying, he just seems like a dude who just hits homers. Yeah. Great defensively. You know, kind of a little bit slower. You know, not, he's yeah. not going to be that athletic guy. He's not Larry
0: Runner. But he's, you know. He's Larry <laughs> Walker. For sure. <laughs> All right. Either way. Heck yeah. Good for him. All right. got to take a break to cool off because Derek Jeter should be a unanimous Hall of Famer. Uh, Dill, while we're taking this break. Let us know where we can get the uh, Cheap Seats Network. You know, social media. All right. Nothing too crazy this
1: time. Ooh. I'll keep it easy. Okay. On Facebook, you can find us at the Cheap Seats Network. Okay. And on Twitter, it's at the Cheap Seats SN. For. Yes. Serious numbness.
0: You need to get that checked out, dude. That's a, yeah, dude, that's a problem. That's dude. what cheap seats cause. The cheap seats cause serious numbness. <laughs> nope. At the Cheap Seats <laughs> Nope. On Twitter, folks.
1: I'm going to throw it to Doge in Cleveland folks, with the weather so report. So. Live today, January 21st, approximately 10 20 4, PM, Doge, what you got for us?
2: You can find the Clubhouse social media on Facebook at The Clubhouse. And then on Twitter and Instagram, Clubhouse underscore TCSN for
1: the Cheap Seats Network. Boom. Well, sure. Sounds like some great weather up there. Uh, if you want to, go ahead and check it out.
0: There's no weather. Get out of here. All right, and <laughs> I got this. Let me, I'll take this. I'll take this. Doge, while you're here, can you just pan down a little bit to your chest region? Oh, perfect. Dylan, I'm going to need you to snap a photo of the iPad oh, right at this moment. Right there, perfect. Get in, get, in. Oh, get us all in. Get everybody in. Oh,
1: uh, we're going to all get in here.
0: Well, I guess your, your camera can't be in there, so just get Doge. That's, That's why I was just gonna get. Like just a- get Doge, but hey, we'll take a photo of what we got going on here, a little setup. We'll send that out, and uh, just take a peep at what Doge is rocking. It's it's pretty nice. He looks good in it. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's Doge. What doesn't he look good in? But he looks incredible in his clubhouse specific merchandise ladies and gentlemen we got t-shirts we got sweatshirts we got koozies we know you want them all come get them here the survey is out online be looking for the tweet and then check out this incredible photo of doge here and our setup that we got going for the pod so check out our t-shirt survey um and order some merch so we can get some more gear um and other things like that without further ado Moving on to our third quarter. Doge, do you think the NBA All-Star voting needs to change? There's a lot of complaints that people are having with it that players like Taco, WHAT DAY IS IT? and Alex Caruso are top ten in voting in their respective categories. And players like Doncic and Ben Simmons are considered guards. But LeBron, the league leader in assists... And Jimmy Butler, who's played every game as shooting guard, are listed as forwards. Can we get a comment on that from you? And what do you think about the All Star voting right now? Absolutely.
2: Uh, definitely needs to be some change. First off, just on the voting. Love Taco Fall. Love Alex Russo. But come on, man! Like, <laughs> they're they're in big markets. They're probably in you know the two two biggest markets. I mean, if you want to toss Miami in there, sure. But LA and Boston with NBA voting, like they're the two biggest markets, they probably have the two biggest fan bases. They're gonna get the player votes even if they don't have what I would consider an all star season. And that's and that's putting them in the top ten just because of the fandom. I feel like a way you could balance that out is just
0: put more weight on the player vote. Every team has the same amount of players. Yeah. There's gonna be you know less bias, I feel like
2: there you're just gonna get I think, a better overall roster and true All-Stars in the lineups. Um, as far as positions are concerned, man, just if someone has a majority of their starts at a certain position, that's what their All-Star voting like, position has to be. Like, LeBron's playing the one. like He's not going in. I mean, I don't know if they announced him at the starting lineups at the Staples Center or whatever right. they announced him out there. But he's playing... He's playing the one, like he is the point guard of that team. And to put Ben Simmons and Doncic as guards and have LeBron be a forward, like they're they're doing the same thing. Just doesn't make sense. I don't know. There has to be a better way to do it.
0: I totally agree. We got we gotta do like just the five best players per conference for the starters, or you know you know, we gotta just the basketball's just positionless basketball right now. Like people play all over the place, like Jalen Brown. Who I mentioned in my warm-up just posterized, if you want. I wouldn't really call it that because LeBron wasn't fully jumping, but the media will call it a posterization on LeBron James. And he's supposed to be our shooting guard. Like that doesn't happen for a shooting guard. Shooting guards don't dunk on LeBron James. That's something a forward would do. You know what I mean? Like, but Jalen Brown plays shooting guard and forward. He plays power forward for us sometimes. You know, he plays shooting guard, point guard, he brings the ball up. Just guys like Doncic, similar to LeBron, you know. Um, also, there's players like you mentioned. Taco Fall, who has played less than five games in the league right now, is has just as many votes, you know, minus a couple thousand, as Jason Tatum, who has inc- been incredible this season. And freaking, you know, of course I'm going to bring it up, but whatever. Kyrie Irving hasn't played any games this season, and he's the second most voted guard in the East. And you know he's been really good when he's played. I mean, last couple games not necessarily, but I mean, come on, he can't be the second best guard in the East because you can't miss twenty games and be an All Star. That doesn't make any freaking sense. Like if that is the case, let's give it to Stephen Clay on the West. They haven't played any games, but I mean, they're All Stars, you know. Like I don't know, it's it, we got to change something about it. And I know people are weary to change it because they're worried that oh well, you know, centers are just going to get neglected and you know no one's going to vote for them. But I mean. Who's not going to vote for Joel Embiid? Or, you know, Giannis plays pretty similarly to a center, but also a guard at the same time. Or Nikola Jokic isn't going to get some votes? Come on. Like, I don't know. People are whining about Rudy Gobert not getting votes because he plays a lot of defense in the Jazz in the West are loaded. But if the coaches and the players aren't going to vote for him, then why does he, you know, it's not up to the fans to get him in. So, I don't know. I just think there's too many people... Playing too many different positions, that you know, where it just doesn't matter. Like Ben Simmons is a, a guard; he's not a forward. Or Jimmy Butler is a forward, not a guard, etc. But it should just be the five best guys because that's what the All Stars is, and that's what people want to see. So, I don't know. What do you think, <clears> though? <throat> five best guys? Do you so think it should be positions? Do you? Okay, maybe this is a, this is a hypothesis. Is it maybe more based
1: off of who they're defending? Their position wise. Because a
0: lot of defending is about your size. And no, it can't be. Because Jalen Brown is not defending guards. He's defending forwards. He's a guard.
1: I think I think what we're seeing is that there are less and less guys who are a single position. Who are only a right. five. They're only
0: a five. I think there's centers there's, and there's point guards and there's mush in the middle. There are... But even so, I think I think that the
1: shooting aren't as many pure. Yeah, the shooting guard, small forward, power forward position is all one now.
0: Yeah, it's called wing. Yeah, I mean, it can be a big wing or uh, like an inside wing. It can be an outside wing. Right. So, I think that there needs to be a way to. So, how many people are voted in each year? They have five fan voted, I believe, but I'm not sure if it mixes in with everyone else too it probably does because that otherwise it be Kyrie would be starting I don't think he's gonna start five starters right and then for both teams and then the coaches about the reserves so how many reserves are there are they carrying I think it's team? 12
1: teams so seven yeah. so okay if essentially you could do two position or two players to reach position right <clears throat> for the whole team right for well, ten sure And then you have two more that could be just, like, people who have had seasons that are worthy of recognition, right?
0: Yeah, but they decide the starters first, though, and then they do. It's not, like, all at once. So, like, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying, like, they got to figure out. we got to have the no positions up in the front first before we decide. Well, you should be able to
1: pick your top five, regardless.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Like Yeah, exactly what you
1: said. Earlier. Right. That's I'm under just the, the best impra- five guys. Right. I'm under the assumption that people are acting and thinking logically, who are around and know and have watched the games or sure. game like right. this year. Right. You know what I mean? Like we don't want people who don't watch the games to get these pe- like players in that works. Like I mean, like Alonzo okay, Ball. Like I'm not saying him, but just as an example, like. Okay, like, a bunch of people are, like, riding Lonzo, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, let's get Lonzo. And it's like, I mean, like, yeah, but, like, other players, like, uh, the dude from the Heat, like, what's his name? Adebayo? Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. He should be an all-star this year. Right. Like, he's an example, like, like he should be in. Right, he should be in. If you've been watching and you know anything, like, he's had an all-star type of year. Right. And there's a certain caliber that players play to, and it's the consistency Every night of, you know, coming in and showing up. Perfect. So, uh, and not just the, like, I think. Like, Steph Curry, because I'm popular, gets voted in. I think, He's, and I'm going to stat check this. If he was playing, Curry would be in. Yeah, for sure. Like, no doubt.
0: I think Dame Lillard just got his first All-Star game last year. Yeah. He's been snubbed so many times. And that's what I'm saying. It's was like, so, how has okay. he not been an All-Star? So, also, last night. Was this going to be brought up later? No, I was I'm not. Can anybody talk about it? Oh, you does? can.
1: Dame's game yesterday?
2: I was not going to bring it up. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So, doing a little uh, sports betting here, the uh, clubhouse. Trying to figure out what kind of uh, decision we wanted to decide between the Warriors and uh, Trailblazers game. and I'm thinking the Warriors because they have, uh, what was it, like plus four for the Warriors or something? Or plus five. The Warriors are getting points, and I thought that... And the Warriors play better teams, more competitive... Like, they play up to their competition, so... And the Blazers' record does not indicate what their team actually He's been an all-star four times, but either way.
0: He's been snubbed plenty of times where he should have been.
1: So... (laughs) We ended up going, okay, I think we're going to go with the Warriors... And then TJ's like, ah, I don't know, dude. I'm feeling a big game by Dame.
0: I was like, dude, I'm feeling it's Dame. Dame time. It's Dame
1: time. It's Dame time. then, I wake up this morning, check my phone. First thing on ESPN highlights is that Dame had 61 in overtime. And not just, like, uh, you know, garbage time. I mean, like, this dude was hitting threes to go into overtime. He was hitting big shots to tie the game with seconds left. And... Uh, 61 points by Dame. I mean, that's... I think it was, uh, Timberwolves. Trailblazers, uh... Team record. Points in the game.
0: I think so. So. That was sweet. Quality game from old Dame time. Should be an all-star this year. Anyway. You would think. You'd hope.
1: Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, those kind of performances, like, those are all-star worthy. Right. Unless that's the only one you've had all year. Which is not
0: true. I mean, I know there's. Uh, this is like turn back the clock, so I'm not sure if everybody listening like knows even what I'm referencing. But like, there were years when Chris Webber was on the Kings when he didn't wasn't an All Star because like Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett and Hakeem Olajuwon and Karl Malone and all these incredible big guys were you know All Stars, and they're like, oh well, we can only take four centers or two centers and two power forwards. It's like we should just take as many good guys as we can because the game doesn't yeah. matter anyway. They're just going to be throwing lobs, and Dwight Howard's going to be shooting threes if he's in the game. So it's like, who cares? I mean, that's what it's gotten down to. Yeah, I don't yeah, think like, it'll ever be competitive. I mean, no, it was a little more last year. No,
1: this is supposed to be a showcase of the best players in the NBA this season. Right. That's how I look at it. Right. Like, what? this is the
0: best of the NBA at its highest level. That's why I think the fan vote has too much power. Yeah. Zaza Pachulia almost got a starting role one, one year. Zaza Pachulia. Was that what it was with, like, the Hawks, that one? Here? Warriors, I think. Oh,
1: okay. And they're
0: trying to get all five starters in. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Which is beat. <laughs> and this year, Yeah, can you imagine? West, the Western Conference All-Stars, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and Zaza Pachulia. Oh. oh. Kevin Durant. You know, whatever. Either way. Just like... Or... The Golden State Warriors. Yeah, like the Warriors <laughs> versus the East. Like that's soapy. LeBron James. Any other final thoughts here on all star voting? There needs to be an adjustment. I think Adam Silver will do it. That being said, Taco should definitely be in the All-Star game. And Caruso, people love those guys. They should be doing something there. I don't know what, but they should do something. Like maybe they should play one on one. That'd be fun. Just like a game of twenty one? Yeah, just a little pickup that's what
2: I think a fan vote could really come into play is set your, set your lineup. Like even like Dill said, like get your 10 guys and then let the fans vote like the last couple guys guys that they just want to see out there.
0: Yeah, dude, get the fan. Yeah. the was res- the last two or three reserves should right. be the fans. Right. Right. Like give me taco fall. Give me Crusoe. Give me Dwayne Wade. Give me Dirk Nowinski. You know, give me yeah, Kobe Bryant his last year. Like that's those ball last year was so nice. That was, mm-hmm. that was sick. That was amazing. He was not
2: having an all star year, but it
0: was. He, had, an, he had a freaking goddamn
1: all star night. and he, It was amazing. He was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, you have to give him the all star for his life. You know what I mean?
0: Like, it's. No doubt. Yeah. Like, like, example again, I will make this point again. If Carmelo Anthony is not an all star, I'm going to be pissed off. That's the vote that we need. He's legitimately. Yeah, he's had got a, 20 points a game or like something like that. He's legitimately had a good season.
1: Yeah, it's like, like... from once he, like, kind of, like, picked up after two weeks in. You know what I mean? Kind Yeah,
0: he got the rhythm. I mean, he it. was good
1: right away, but he had a couple games in the beginning where it was like, eh, he's a little rusty.
0: Like, there's no, yeah, way, this like, there's no way this is a farewell tour. He's playing next year. I mean, I don't think
1: his legs were underneath him. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take your legs a couple weeks to get back. And, like, once he did... Right. I mean, mm. it's... I'm not saying he's old, Mello, but he's definitely been able to adjust
0: his game to the point where he's really effective. He's good for them. Right. I don't know. He's... Sh- That's the vote we need. Chris Paul should be a goddamn all-star. Yeah, with what he's doing for the Thunder? That pisses me off. Carry on. He'll get the coach vote, no doubt. So. Okay, carry on. Fourth quarter, ladies and gentlemen. You know it. You love it. Hail Mary, hot takes. I'm coming out of the gate swinging here, boys. All right? Are you ready, Doge? I'm ready. Phillip Rivers will be signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. He just moved back to his house in Florida because, you know, he likes to play, you know, and driving distance. So he officially moved away from San Diego He moved to Florida. That's why I think he'll go to Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, old uh, Arians is not feeling uh, Jameis Winston, so they bring in a new quarterback. They bring in old Phil. So Phil can fire those cannons, baby. Let's go. Still, hot take, quick analysis of mine as a Buccaneers guy. All right,
1: rebuttal, hot take. Well, if we have Phil Rivers,
0: uh,
1: he will have five less turnovers than Jameis Winston did picks this year. So Jameis, I believe, was the first quarterback ever to have 30 so touchdowns. So he'll only have 25 turnovers? He'll have 25 turnovers. Okay. So that includes fumbles. Right, right. Okay. Right. okay. That's not terrible. I think 25 picks for him is a lot. Yeah. He makes fumbles in there, and that's maybe an over-under that you get some,
0: tell, some What if it's on. just better? Because he has a really good Yeah, maybe.
1: Mind. Maybe it's just like a complete, like, maybe he actually is really good still.
0: Hot take. Come on.
1: What do you got? Oh, I was just rebuttaling right now for That's that. That's what I you got. Sorry. You're on the clock. Take. Tick, 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 tick. Okay. All right. Tick so, tick 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 tick. My, my my hot take was kinda of gonna just go back to the third quarter as far as the NBA. Yeah. And like they need to can change their their uh way for selecting these all stars. And I think that <laughs> like I mean like they're just doing a hot take. No, but I'm I'm saying that like okay, they just <laughs> they need it they need to do that and they need to figure out soon. Because it's like it's getting to the point where it's almost disinteresting to watch. Like I think what the NHL has done with their All Star game, like I don't even know what the hell they've done exactly. But like the way they've changed things up with like things being three on three, like tournament style teams, like it's interesting because you see these guys still working together
0: You know what I mean? Like in ways they have before. I like before. the draft, dude. I wish I like that they televised it too. Like I okay. I liked the draft, like the like the player draft, like with LeBron and Giannis. Yeah. Oh, oh. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed, like, them mixing it up. I I enjoyed you know. all the, the bullshit articles about the free agency implications that that's going to make and stuff. Like, that was cool. I liked that. A little more buzz. I thought you were talking NHL, and I'm like, whoa, I don't know I, like anything about it the ice. That's point.
1: why I was like, whoa. I don't know anything know about the ice about time like, with Dill.
0: I don't even really know about that. Draft that you're talking about. So, what is your hot take? <laughs> There's nothing hot about your take. Dude, I'm just saying. That was that, a whole quarter we I'm just saying, talked about, and you're just. There's a was hot take. There was a reiteration. There was <laughs> just the fact that they need. It's the reiteration. You just want, they want to spice to, it up on it. They, they need to do it soon. Like
1: It's it's something that I think needs to be adjusted soon. and uh, uh, you know.
0: You're saying Adam Silver's on the hot seat if they haven't adjusted soon. No. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm trying, to heat Not at all. I'm trying to heat your take up. All right. Dougie. I've had some hot takes before, so yeah, well, that was this isn't the hot Not even one. a take. <laughs> that was just something that needs to happen. Wow. Give me a hot take. JJ Redick is the best three-point shooter in the league.
2: Bow. Yeah. I was doing some digging. Just trying to think of something that probably isn't a very popular opinion in the league. People would probably say Harden or Lillard or there may be even some some other lovers out there. As far as current players are concerned, obviously Steph would be up there, Clay would be up there, whatever. JJ Redick is the best three-point shooter in the league. For 36 minutes played, he averages four three-pointers every 36 minutes. The leader in that category is James Harden at 4.7, but James Harden shoots four more threes and is 10% less accurate. When yeah. Jake shooting 36% for 36 minutes, and JJ Redick with forty six percent in thirty-six minutes. So if you're taking a guy, and you want somebody shooting the final three pointer, I'm taking my boy <laughs> JJ.
0: Yeah, he'll get it done. No doubt. No doubt. Um, okay, I'll go here. Zion's going for 20-10 and in his debut. Watch out. Watch out. Tomorrow, Wednesday night. I said last week that he's going to do his triple-double. I didn't want to put the whole triple-double on him, but 20 points, 10 rebounds.
1: I also thought he was coming back last week, so.
0: Well, there you go. He probably did that in practice. Deal? Okay. Actual hot take?
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't even know it's a hot take anymore. But oh boy! Speaking of Zion, being three and a half games out of that final spot, in the West. Pelies. I think the Pelicans could sneak up in there. Oh yeah, and they might even get—they might even advance further up. Could I mean Maybe Zion could seven? be just dank? Uh, I'm just not seeing like Houston doesn't have a rhythm to him. Like they've had in the past. Like, I need to start seeing some rhythm from them. I think they're gonna trade one of those uh, guys named Russell Westbrook. I think they're
0: gonna. Tr- wow, is that a hot <laughs> take? Is that on there? I just think they're gonna have to blow it up, dude. I don't think Daryl is in the business of like waiting around for things to happen. I didn't. I didn't want to say that, but I was holding that. right well, let I'm holding that for a different pod because I wanted to see it a little more, but. I'll put it out there. Russell right. Westbrook will be traded. Speculation off to. off Rockets, unfortunately. Where or who would replace him? That I can't tell you. That's why I have to figure out the other half of my. I have to figure out the destination. Because I can't answer that question. But It's not looking good for them. You know? They don't. It's just weird. I, even though I love that they're together. They need KD. They need the, the shooter to mix it all up. Either way, what's your, your take here, guy? Okay.
1: Or is it Doge's take? Doge.
2: My take right now is that George Kittle is a better tight end than Travis Kelsey. Wow. I feel like it's not a very popular opinion.
0: I'm I like it, though. put Kittle at two. They pretty much had
2: identical seasons if you're looking at the per-game stats. Kelsey's got one more... Uh, yard per game than Kittle does. Kittle has the same amount of touchdowns caught as Travis Kelsey does this year, except he's done it in two less games. And I think he's just a better overall blocker as a tight end. Everyone's saying, you know, Kittle doesn't have any receptions.
0: If they're going into the third quarter. First off, Jimmy G only had like six passes. Right. They didn't need to. He his ass off for Moster. Right. I think all around, if you're looking for a tight end, and I could have, and I could choose either one, I would take Hill. Oh, I think I would go with you as well.
1: I think he has availability too. Kelsey gets hurt.
0: Quite sure.
1: Often. He gets sure. banged up. Sure. Like the two week injuries.
0: Are you ready for another heater? Go for it. Aaron Rodgers, who is six and seven in the last decade in the playoffs, by the way is officially past his prime, and Max Kellerman will be telling you within the next two to three weeks, maybe months, I don't know, whenever whenever they'll get on this topic, that he'll be falling off a cliff soon, just like Tom Brady. So, that doesn't mean Aaron Rodgers will be falling off a cliff, but that's, be expecting people to start telling you that, that he's getting a little older, he's not looking the same, he's not looking good, because he isn't looking as good. But, I'm not going to say he's going to fall off the cliff, I'll let Max Kellerman do that first, so... Bill, hot take over here. You got any more? So, with all these... Uh,
1: shout out to the, the new goalkeeper. Yeah, Edwards. Yeah, the
0: Bobby F- Edwards, F- I believe. Edwards
1: yeah, the FCC just signed. Yeah. Shouts out. Also, to all of these you know, players that FCC has been signing overall. Kubo! Cool I think we will be much more competitive... This year. I think we'll actually be pretty good. I think we could be top
0: three. Well, hot take, dude. Gaston's the beat because he didn't sign with us. Huh? The guy, the oh, Argentinian guy, we gave him till today to decide, and he did not decide. So we're moving on.
2: But yeah.
0: We got Kubo, and he took a picture with Kobe, so we're chilling. Mamba mentality. I saw that. Huge. Cool. The player meet and greet is going to be awesome this year. It just, it feels like we're going to be so much more prepared. We're 50 episodes in, dude. That's what I was,
1: yeah.
0: Like, compared to to last year?
1: (laughs) I, I still think that one of the funniest moments was, like, that live interview with Bertone. Yeah. Bertone, right. Bertone. Bertone. It's like, so do you really think you got, oh, yes, I do. Right. Uh,
2: you really think you got the full connection? Oh, it was most certainly the full <laughs>
1: connection. <laughs> That's
0: team with the replay. Oh, shoot. That's funny. My right, right.
2: Tony is off to another team, though. We won't see any more full connections.
0: Yeah, hey, we sold him, though. That was pretty nice, Loki. It was a good look. <clears throat> well, now we have another international spot available.
2: Also a good luck.
0: A hot take, not a hot take. I don't want to trash our guys that left, but, like, thank God Adi's gone.
2: Oh, I'm in on Adi being gone. We talked yeah. about that
0: before. I know, but yeah. I don't like to shit on people when they leave, like, actually leave. Like, he was, he like, good on him for coming to FCC and starting up and rolling with the punches, but I am also glad that he's not on our roster anymore. Yeah. I did not appreciate his style of play. Yeah. To say that. Yeah. Not the man itself, even though he was... More like Fernando, D-U-I, not Fernando, A-D-I. Sheesh. Um, Anyone else got any more hot takes?
2: I got one more.
0: Hit them up, Dosh. I got one more as well. for last. Sure.
2: That is that Dill (laughs) can make the XFL as a kicker right now.
0: Yep. (laughs) And that's why my hot take is the XFL will be entertaining and it will last for a second season <laughs> because guys like Big Dill will be entertaining yeah. America. Bringing
1: up the ratings,
2: baby.
0: Come on. Yay. Yeah.
1: So I, I, the one thing I will say is that the XFL, the kickers, I feel like dramatically of lesser value from what it seems like so far. But – that's a perfect stepping stone in my young, youthful career. All you got
0: to do is just get some film out
1: there, dude. I know.
0: That's all they say. Get it on film. Yeah.
1: I'm going to start a com- compilation video.
0: The film doesn't lie. Let's get it going. We got to wait for spring. Then you'll get some some booting out there.
1: Speaking of booting, he's got some new boots. Doge, did I, did I tell you about these?
0: Oh, he sent the oh. photo. Yeah, he sent the photo of the cleats. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go get him real quick. All right. Well, we're going to move into buzzer beaters. I'll be our You guys can buzzer beat.
0: Right. I'll, I'll beat be... this buzzer It means here. it'll be 10 seconds. Yeah, well, I know. But you that's saying that means it'll be 30. All right, Doge. I'll give my buzzer beater first. Sure. Um, I would like to give a special shout out to the following people. Sadiq Youssef, Askar Askarov, Diego Ferreira, Brian Keller, Alexia Linick, Holly Holm, and the notorious Conor McGregor. All of these people were a part of my seven-fighter UFC parlay that hit this past weekend. I will not tell you how much I put on this parlay, but let's say, ladies and gentlemen, we made some cheddar. Very exciting, very exciting fight. Let me just paint the scene for you. So, friend of the show, you've heard his voice on here, Edward Krulich, big Colts fan from Indy, invites me to the fight. I wasn't sure what he meant by that. I didn't know he was uh, very into the UFC. I'm not a big UFC guy, but I'll go for a good McGregor, John Bones Jones. You know, a big fight. Nate Diaz, if you will. Um, But he starts watching the prelims at 7 p.m. So I'm locked in here at 7 p.m. First fight starts at 8. Uh, I'm like, you know what? Let's sprinkle a little cheese on these. I'm doing a little parlay here. You know what? Just picked out some names, uh, a couple of rules I went with here. Always bet on the Russian, you know, bet with the long reach in almost every case if you can. And then when in doubt after that, you take the American, um, which, you know, I did not, again, have picked McGregor, obviously, since that, that hit. But uh, um, just very exciting. So people are coming over. This, this is a big event, Ed is throwing. Um, So no one is there at 7 p.m. We place this bet. Uh, You know, we're just chilling, whatever. First fight goes through. We're like, okay, boom, one down. Here we go. We're chilling. You're like, like, all right, one to seven. Whoop-dee-doo. Second fight. Okay, boom. You know, submission really quick. That was a quick fight. Okay, here we go. We're making some moves. Second fight. Third fight. Decision by the referee. Or, excuse me, decision, you know, whatever. We got it. Let's go. Third one. Here we move. We're moving on. You know, like that was that was a little nerve-wracking. The third one. Fourth one. Bang. Quick fight. You know, easy. Over. People are starting to file in this party. You know, people are in and out. Like Ed is letting everyone know that we have this big giant bet and that we are four of seven fights in. So everyone, there's probably twenty people here that are is aware that we're four of seven now. The fifth fight goes unanimous decision by the the judges but it went to decision so all three rounds that was a little scary but boom four we're five in here now bingo six fight submission quick one boom here we go we're sitting there six fights in all we need is mcgregor that's all we need Bada bing, bada boom, 40 seconds later, ladies and gentlemen, we're throwing a goddamn party because the seven parlay parlay hits, and we're parlaying all the way outside to the party. It's a parlay party. Let's go. Thank you again to the following people for the parlay party. Let me get their names out here. I don't want to get them all wrong. Ooh, that's Siri, not you. Come on now. This is... I gotta take my time here. Holly Holm, Connor McGregor, Alexia Linek, Brian Keller, Diego Ferreira, Askar Askrov, and Sodiq Youssef. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dill, take your buzzer beater. I, r- I ran out the clock. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. So this is a
1: non sports related Ooh. buzzer beater, but it's competition buzzer beater. Ooh. So something that. Uh, I'm comfortable with sharing. Is that we all? Well, I'm not gonna say all of us, but uh, I play Clash of Clans, right? And got a little. Uh... Clash of Clans. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. We're we're clashers. We we play some Clash of Clans here. Sure.
0: Uh, we got a war here,
1: and right now we're oh, we're down God. we're down one star.
0: This is really what you're about to have for your buzzer it, beater, dude. This is this is live, relevant. I'm trying to figure out what's. What this is what you came up with. I didn't have anything to go with. I don't
1: have a good buzzer beater. I never come up with good buzzer beaters. That's true. I'm not creative in that sense. I, I come up with two things. I'm on it. Coming up, they all suck. any anything, <laughs> Anything? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, anything related to one of my sports teams that I'm a fan of. Right, there's nothing
0: wrong with that, but it's you know give me some just, lightning, just trying to mix it up. I just don't know if anybody wants to hear about the Clash War. That could be wrong. Tell them about it though. Hey, is it isn't it in Stockholm? What? The the
1: Clash of Clans like competition is held I have in no Stockholm. Idea.
0: I have no idea. I don't know. The live competition is pretty wild, but we are nowhere near that. But I'm just saying like it's oh, in right. stucco, like for you know internationalisters. sure for the boys out there they could be Clashers, you never know either way
2: I didn't realize this was a TV timeout
1: well it's been delayed here <laughs> we're under review very sure. <laughs> on I mean I just no no it, it's just uh <laughs> we got an hour and a half left and uh Oh, my God. I haven't won a war in a while, so we need to score some stars. So He's just
0: calling us out so we can, to attack, Doge. That's all he's doing.
1: I'm not in. My
2: clan war preferences were off at the start of this.
0: I know. You're not even in. All right.
2: I, back on that. We're ready to go.
1: I'll give you a hockey update with the Lightning.
0: Doge, give me your buzzer beater.
2: Had to hit it with a poor one out for the boys. Uh Dylan, myself, both Gators fans, the Killing Gators fans basketball team, falls to the LSU Tigers tonight. Had the ability to drop the lay in to tie the game, send it to overtime, .5 seconds left of the clock. He puts it in. They go to review. Fingers, tips are still on the ball. As the time expires. Terrible. RIP to the Gators, losing one to the Tigers in a closed matchup. In other news in college basketball, the Kansas-Kansas State game ending in an all-out brawl. Ooh. Kansas blows him out. But kansas I didn't gets see that. at the end, goes in for the lay-in. And the Kansas player just blocks the living daylights out of this dude. <laughs> and they start jawing. Dude steps over top of them. The Kansas guy steps over top of the Kansas State player. Just starts getting all up in his face. Bench is clear fans are getting into it. There's just a mob on the baseline. Not a good look. No. But as, as a guy that loves some entertainment, not gonna be upset that it gets a little cheeky.
0: Sure. No, no. Love, love a good testy fight. Oh, sure. A good A good chippy match, if you will. Absolutely. A little chipper. Alright, Dil. You're ending the game. What do you got? Just, just dribbling it just, right now. Just... Alright. J.R. Smithed it. So... The clock.
1: I think that there could be a potential matchup of the Lightning versus the Blue Jackets in the playoffs again. The way things Ooh. are starting to shape up.
0: Are you looking for the little Virginia redemption? Yes. Jackets are hot.
1: And the Lightning have been. So... Uh, I'm pretty sure the Blue Jackets goalie uh, is going to the... All-Star game, if I read Bob, that roster correctly. This? No. Bob's gone? Yeah. I don't know. He was a free agent last year.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why
1: last year they went all in. Yep. Tried to do the one and done. And then this no. year, they kind of... But... Tortorella's got him playing well again. Tortorella. So. And John Cooper with the Lightning. Uh, proven me wrong, potentially. Jake Coop? Yep. Yeah. But...
0: Any lightning all stars? Uh,
1: Victor Hedman, Defenseman.
0: It, it, dude, I it, the, the rosters were weird. No Stamkos?
1: That, that's what I was looking at. I saw like, one I'm with just I, like, what? I saw one with Stamkos, one with uh, Kucherov, and one with Hedman, but then like I couldn't find them all on the same list. So it's like am I reading the wrong Maybe one? Maybe they're like, all
0: on different teams. That's Do what a that's, trio thing. That's, that's what I like couldn't hell. figure out. Like that's what I was like,
1: I don't know how it's set up, but I know that when I was watching it last year that it was you know, it was unique, it was different. <laughs> you know? Well
0: we oh, yeah. anyway. Uh this ending's been a little <laughs> <laughs> And on that note folks Oh thank you for listening everyone. We appreciate <laughs> it. Dylan, thank you for being on the pod. Just sort of salute doesn't say anything. (laughs) Tosh, thank you for being on the pod.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys for having
0: me. Yep, absolutely.
1: It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. This is The Clubhouse. Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is The Clubhouse. I'm your host, Tiege Butler.